Cheers for everyone who got involved on the show last night. Do you remember we, we kind of ended up talking about pizza for quite a bit, just how this show rolls. Uh, and at the tail end of the show, got a text in from a fella called Jack uh, who said on the subject of pizza, he ended up panic buying 91 pizzas from his local Domino's uh, to save his wedding. And this is a text that's just got me thinking. So we've got him back on the line now to explain all. We've got Jack on the line now. Jack, tell us what happened. How'd you end up buying all those pizzas? So basically, we had caterers ready to come for about seven o'clock with a hog roast. And then we got told, oh, we need to speak to you. It was like, okay, we went outside and they said, apparently they're not coming or they've had an accident. And we're not sure if they even were booked or not. So they ordered 91 pizzas. And at first I thought it was a prank. And then the woman went to pay for it. And then the card got declined. And then the credit card company called her up and were like, yeah, we think someone's using your credit card to order 91 pizzas. Oh, my word. So, I mean, just going back a little bit then, when you're outside having that kind of conversation where, you know, you've got people in there at your wedding day, this is your big moment. I guess, you know, in like a lot of weddings, it might have been delayed a little bit because of COVID. So it's been a long time coming. You've got all your family and friends together for the first time. What was it like having that conversation where they say that actually the catering's not going to be there. I was worried about obviously feed the guests because people were asking, "I oh, when when's the food?" And then I was more worried about what my missus was going to do. <laughs> oh, and our photographer, which is an absolute diamond, her husband was the one who went and picked it up in his van. Oh wow! So he he got in a van and then drove down to Domino's and picked up the ninety-one pizzas. Yep, and they told him you can't stack in more than six high. So the whole back of his van, I've got a photo of it, and he said the whole, inside his van was all condensation from the heat and people. <laughs> it must have been good for his pores when he was driving around like a steam bath. Oh, God, it was amazing. I, I thought, I wonder if they come back all in one piece, but they did. He must have drove really good. It so was Domino's a, Chelmsford, have they ever had an order for 91 pizzas before? Oh, I have no idea, but the problem was they only had one man doing it. Oh, my, I bet he's ended his noticing now, that fellow. He doesn't want to see another pizza again. Well, luckily, we got, we got given his information and we contacted him today to say, you was, you're my absolute hero. You don't know me, but you saved our wedding. Oh, wow. And what is this guy's name? He sounds like a legend. He's called Sam Bradley. Sam Bradley, the 91 pizzas in one night man. What an absolute hero. What a legend. And, uh, and what an amazing save. And final question, what percentage did you go for in terms of uh, pepperoni? How do you even order when you're doing 91 pizzas? What did you go for? I think we went one of, uh, one of four options. We had pepperoni, vegetarian, meat feast, and uh, ham and mushroom. Oh, and a margarita, okay. so there's five, five pizza, pizza options. Phew, I, I, you, you did kind of stray towards uh, pineapple there for a second. I thought you might have had some wrong-uns at the wedding that you just wanted to get a few pineapple ones for, do you know what I mean? I just thought you got to throw a joke piece in there, haven't you? <laughs> uh, Jack, thank you so much. What an amazing story. What a save. Great to speak to you on the show. Well, listen, we, we've got to put this out there. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed when people buy a load of one thing in one go. So if you've ever bought a huge amount of one thing all in one go, like a bulk buy of anything, for whatever reason, get in touch and tell us about it on the show tonight. Charles says, uh, we had nine 10 kilogram sacks of sprouts, one Christmas, all rescued from a photo shoot that was throwing them away. It was our most fragrant Christmas ever. Thanks for that, Charles. Uh, Adrian says, my wife bought 50 tins of custard once because her dad loves them. That was for his birthday. What a treat. He must be still eating them. And then Dino says, uh, my mum once told my dad to go and get four to five pounds of meat for a stir fry. The butcher said, you'll have to come 
come back, mate, as I need to make that lot up. Dad returned with two carrier bags full. He heard £45. That's fantastic. Uh, regular listeners of this show, do you remember a couple of weeks ago I was moaning about the fact that our aerial came down in the storms and then no scrap metal fella had come past and taken it or whatever. And I just was doubting the existence of Rag and Bone Men. Just had a text from the other half K. It's gone as of now, so they do exist. It wasn't a, a figment of my imagination. That's just a bit of breaking news for you. In the meantime, we're talking about buying loads of one thing. Have you ever done a bulk buy for whatever reason? This text says two and a half thousand pairs of knickers for work from, from M&S in Brookwood, Surrey. Completely filled my Mini Cooper. Sounds sinister. Kev from Farnborough says, I purchased nine years of pain when I married my now ex-wife. There's always one. Uh, we've got Dan, the teacher, on the line. Dan, what happened to you? Well, we had international evening coming up. Right. We agreed to make a vast amount of curry. Normally, I make curry for four or five of us, and it comes out really well. Yep. So we made it for 30, and it just came out the foulest thing we've ever smelt. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, way, the weirdest thing, isn't it? Like, if you watch MasterChef or whatever, Celebrity MasterChef, they, they go and do, like, mass um, cooking for people at, like, uh, uh, like, a warehouse or whatever. And it's weird, isn't it? The, the scaling up a curry from cooking for your family to suddenly loads of people, it just goes all a bit wrong, doesn't it? It went so wrong. We were literally gagging in the house. <laughs> we had an hour before we had to get it there. So we phoned up the local curry shop. Yep. And they agreed to make 30 portions really cheaply. Took it into the school in a rush and didn't actually tell anyone we hadn't made it. So for the next three years in primary school, oh, wow. we kept getting comments <laughs> going, oh, you make the best curry ever, don't you? Yeah, your curry's great. You've got to come round for dinner. With us just going, no, 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 you can't come round. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. It was great, but it was also... Deeply embarrassing. Uh, in the meantime, as well, I just want to mention this. I, um, I found a tube of uh, anusol on the floor this morning in Leonsi. Not to use. It was just on the floor uh, by the, uh, the yellow lines, the parking restrictions by the co-op. And I put a photo of it up on Twitter, uh, this, this tube of anusol, and I thought, some, and I just used the caption, someone's day's got even worse. Going down the kind of Farmer Giles route, if you catch my drift. And can I just say, the amount of people that have come back to me that use that stuff to treat wrinkles and reduce wrinkles on their face, it's absolutely blown my mind. Now, either this is, like, for real, like a real thing, or I'm being uh, hoodwinked by a load of people on Twitter at the moment. So if you've heard... Because I think we need to come back to this at some point in the, in this week on the show, maybe people using stuff for other uses, right? But if that is a thing, and you solve for wrinkle cream, uh, please tell me about it now. Uh, cheers, by the way, to everyone that's downloaded and subscribed to my new little podcast series through the decades. Uh, basically, I get to sit down and chat to some famous sorts, some of my famous... Uh, favourite people uh, and get them to pick a song from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s noughties, whatever, to the present day uh, and songs that mean something to them, we've got the brilliant Mel Gedroy, Strictly, Come Dancing's Craig Revel Horwood and Noel Gallagher the first three, absolutely brilliant, make sure you have a little listen to that as well, subscribe and download uh, and just search for Through the Decades where you get your podcast, I'll be forever in your debt, in the meantime uh, we're talking about stuff that you've bought loads of in one go, we've got Dave on the line Dave, what did you buy loads of? My 7,000 wooden golf tees 7,000 wooden golf tees, what does 7,000 wooden golf tees look like? It looks like half a carrier bag full. Okay, and Surprisingly then... Was, enough, you'd think it would be more. Uh, and was that an accident, or do you think, no, I'm having them, that's a good deal? No, it was a closing down sale just outside of Cambridge, and two or three of us went in there, and I saw them there, and I said to the gentleman, I'll take those golf tees. He said, oh, he said, there's thousands. I said, well, just sort us out a thousand or something then. And he said, I'll oh, give us a fiver. I said, if you're going to do them for that rate, I'll take the lot. 
So wow. I did. And, and here I am, about 15 years later, still got 5,000 at a guess. <laughs> probably, probably gave about 1,500 away. Currently of it is, I bought a pair of shoes while I was there, which sat in the cupboard for so long, they rotted and I had to throw them away. So I probably lost all the money that I saved on the tees. Wow, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Modern purchasing. So I, I hate to be morbid, David, but do you think in your lifetime you're going to be able to get through the remainder of the 7,000 wooden golf tees? No. I think I'm going to use them for firewood the way things are going. Fantastic. All right, brilliant. Well, good luck with that and lovely to speak to you. Love it. You too. Take care. A fellow called Craig texted. I just wanted to get your view on this, right? He says, life hack for you, Bush. Line the bowl with cling film and eat your cereal or food of choice. Peel the film off when finished. Put the bowl back in the cupboard. Works with plates too. You're welcome. Now, that is either the first step towards complete madness and society breaking down or a slice of genius. What do you think? At Absolute Radio to tweet. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's time for the Tuesday Tombola. We're going to place an hour of radio in the hands of the gods. They're up there watching, like the original Clash of the Titans, or looking in a pool, like a pond or something. Love old Clash of the Titans. It's brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, but anyway, we're going to spin this Tombola. It's got 100 different phone-in topics in it. And then we're going to dedicate the hour of uh, this show from 5 to 6 on that topic. Here we go. <laughs> Normally Richie spins this, but I'm doing it myself. Right, let's stop it there. Slide it open. Get it. And they're all... This, these are table tennis balls with a written down with a sharpie. That's just how this show rolls. Ball number 74, which is the phone-in. Here's an interesting one. What, in your opinion, is the best robot of all time? Best robot of all time. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring straight away. I'm going to say the best robot of all time, as far as I'm concerned, is the little black shiny robot that looks like a shoebox on wheels from Star Wars. Do you remember the one that was driving around in front of the stormtroopers telling them where to go on the Death Star? And it was going... I don't know what it's called, but that was a good robot. Don't get on here saying uh, BB-8, whatever he's called, the little beach ball with eyes from the other Star Warses. Don't like that one. Star Warses. Hobbitses. Anything goes then. What, in your opinion, is the best robot of all time? We've had a lot of them over the years, from sci-fi back in the 60s to the present day. Get in touch now and have your say. Nick says, best robot of all time has to be Metal Mickey. I'm not sure about that. I don't like Metal Mickey. Do you remember Metal Mickey from when you were a kid? He was like a, like a deranged fridge with a terrible hairstyle. Not a fan. Uh, Becky and Lee say, 100% Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Again, didn't like him either. I think I've got a problem with robots that try and be funny. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like BB-8 earlier on from Star Wars. Again, tries to be funny. Robot comedian. I like robots that are a bit scarier. What about Vincent, the baddie from Black Hole? I'm showing me age a bit here. I think it's tail end of the 70s, Black Hole. Dead early science fiction movie, but still a classic. Vincent, the hovering baddie robot from that. He was nails hard. Some great stuff coming in. If you have a burning sensation, sorry, you can get a cream for that. I mean, if you have a burning feeling that you have a particular robot you think is better than the others, get in touch. Uh, Gav and quite a few other people say, FYI, Bush, any text that starts with FYI, I know I've messed something up. Uh, Vincent wasn't the bad robot from Black Hole. Maximilian was. Then who was Bob? I'm sure there was another robot in Black Hole called Bob. It was like a flying dustbin. Let me know. Uh, Todger says, best uh, robot ever was the thing that goes gonk in Star Wars. I think it was walking around in that, that Jawa utility vehicle. It looked like a combi boiler on two legs. Ian trucking on the M6 says, best robots. Easy, that. The Stepford Wives. Do you remember that? That was a great movie. Uh, we've got Charlie in Somerset on the line. Charlie, you all right? Uh, uh, what's up, my love? You all right? 
Yeah, Which bit of Somerset are you representing this evening? Good old Bridgewater. Trouble over Bridgewater is the fa- my favourite name of a country album from back in the day. Love Bridgewater, love the carnival, that kind of thing. Tell us what, in your opinion, is the best robot of all time. The best robot of all time is K9 because you get all the joys of a dog without the need for poo bags or poop scooper. Fantastic, it's like dog 2045, you know, the, the future of dogs. Um, what, what did he do, though, right? What did K9 do? Because, I mean, I watched a lot of Doctor Who, I was terrified of it when I was a kid, but I didn't really see K9 do anything. Well, he, he just kind of advised the Doctor. Right. Uh, of warning comets and black holes and things. And in the Sarah Jane mysteries, he was actually in the cupboard keeping the black hole at bay from swallowing up the Earth. Well, I can't argue with that. It, it, I mean, I was—I remember watching it, thinking, "I don't know if K9's doing anything here, and he can't go up curbs or anything." But as, as far as you're concerned, Charlie, he did a hell of a lot. He did. He's just amazing. Plus, I did meet him once. You met- of, yeah, they were filming. See, this is where I believe Cybermen are real. Right. Uh, Wookie Hole. They were filming a Cyberman episode, and we'd gone to Wookie Hole to visit, and K9 was there. So, yeah, no, he is definitely the best robot of all time. Uh, Charlie, thank you for uh, finishing up this call with something that looks like a headline straight out of the Sunday Sport. I met K9 at Wookie Hole. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> uh, quite a few people suggesting R2-D2 from Star Wars. That's a good point we did mention him earlier on. Although I always felt R2-D2 kind of sold out a little bit. Do you remember when they got like caught by Jabba the Hutt? He was just working as a waiter for a bit, serving drinks, and that just sold out. And also on the subject of uh, robots and that, do you reckon R2-D2 would ever do blue movies out of his little hologram thing? Have a little think about it. Uh, also in quite a bit of trouble on Twitter for saying uh, that batteries not included is the worst film of all time. Come on, they were, weren't very good robots. Just like loads of little tiny silly robots, do you know what I mean? A lot of people offering to fight me, so if you follow me on Twitter at Bush on the Radio, let's see how that pans out. In the meantime, let's change tack. We've got Nicola on the line. What do you think is the best robot in the world? I think it's the Terminator. Obviously from Terminator 2, when he's a good guy. I see. And is there anything in particular that you think makes Arnie the best robot of all time? Oh, because he says things like, I'll be back. And when he turns up, he says, give me your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. I love it, Nicola. Is there any way you can give it a bit more Arnie impression when you do? I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. (laughs) I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. Fantastic. That's the best Arnie impression I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> all right, I'm going to take it back about uh, batteries not included being the worst movie of all time. Just been asking for, let's meet up at a location and fight about it. And Richard says, your mum's house. So it's all got a bit childish. Let's just leave it there. Uh, the jury is out as to what is the best robot, but you can still have your say on our Facebook page. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, hopefully uh, you, you've got through the whole COVID thing. Loads of people had it at the moment uh, and are just shaking it off. It affected our family the other week and it's a nightmare. It's horrible, really horrible, horrible thing. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But it's interesting to see the different permutations of having COVID. There's kind of two groups of people, right? There's people like us lot where kind of everyone had it so you can't, and you've got, you know, a 10-week hold. There's not much you can do. You're all mixing in together and coughing and spluttering. It's awful. Then you have people who have got a household where there's just one of them got it. And you get this situation then where that one person has to isolate upstairs and then they just get their you know dinner and cups of tea brought up to them have to ring a bell and make sure the other person's down the other end of the hallway uh, and that's kind of how they go on to watching documentaries 
And I'm, this sounds bad. Don't mean this in a bad way. That sounds quite nice, to be honest with you. Having your meal slid under the door. It's like the undercurrent of the great escape. You know, the kind of fun, you know, clear delineation between the uh, prisoners of war and the German guards, but also mutual respect as well. So if you've got that whole situation going on, we're having your dinner, a toast or whatever, slid under the door because you're the only one in the family isolating. Uh, tell me about it. You can tweet the show at Absolute Radio. Enjoy it. Family movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2, only in cinemas this Friday, is bigger and better than before, with twice as much action and twice as many characters, including fan favourites Tails and Knuckles. We've been asking you to head to our website, absoluteradio.co.uk, to register to play, and you'll find the full terms and conditions there too. Someone who's done just that is Gareth, and he's on the line right now. Gareth, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. You? Not bad, man. How has your Tuesday been so far? What have you been up to? Uh, just been working from home. Uh, yeah, lots of spreadsheets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, when I when I walk around before the kind of uh, apocalypse and everything, I remember you go past some people's desks at work, and they've got like two monitors, or maybe sometimes three monitors. How does that translate into working from home? Have you just got one screen, or have you got spreadsheets going on, or maybe three screens? I've got, I've got two screens actually, just uh, one on my laptop and then a separate screen. So I've got yeah, I've got it across the both of them. And do you do you dress in full workwear, or are we doing uh, smart top half, tracky bottoms down the bottom oh uh, yeah i go track your bottoms down the bottom <laughs> and what are you rocking pair of lonsdales some grey lonsdale young offenders oh i don't actually know the brand of them but uh, they're comfy brilliant completely perish don't even care who made them that's great <laughs> well listen here are the rules man uh, because sonic 2 is all about sonic versus the baddie knuckles it means our game is all about speed versus strength so you've got two options to choose from to win up to a thousand pounds option one is the speed option answer five questions in 30 seconds for every question you get correct you win 200 pounds or you can go the strength option which is one really tough question you've got 10 seconds on the clock but we must take your first answer which one are you going to go for gareth i think i'm going to go for speed going to go for speed okay well, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock are you ready to go uh yeah here we go uh, which english football team plays his home matches at old trafford uh united man united yes abbey road is the 11th studio album by which band uh beatles yes comedy duo ant and deck originally from which english city uh newcastle correct maris piper and king edward are varieties of what food uh, potatoes. And then finally, complete the title of the play by Shakespeare, The Merchant of... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> any any little bit of Shakespeare and stuff in there, The Merchant of... Have a go. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Confused. <laughs> Unlucky, man. It was The Merchant of Venice. Uh, that was uh, a, a play that pretty much ruined my life. I remember at GCSE, we had to read that, <laughs> and it wasn't great. But you've still bagged yourself uh, £800, which uh, ain't a bad Tuesday evening. That is awesome. Yeah, awesome. How will you How will you celebrate this evening, Gareth? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe a, a, another takeaway on delivery. <laughs> Good man. And why not? Why not? If you're going to be working in for a little while longer, a new pair, maybe like an auxiliary pair of tracky bottoms. Yeah, sounds. Yeah, that sounds great. The daily takeaway. Russian Richie's daily takeaway.